Scientists have recently determined that it takes approximately 400 repetitions to create a new synapse in the brain, unless it's done with play. So if it's done with play, then it takes about 10 to 20. When we go into the schools and showing children that if they're very good at designing, then if they know early on, they can research that and find something that they like doing. So when we're doing these activity days, it's a, it's a nice way of teaching the children. Hi there. Welcome back to the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Medling, and I want to thank you for joining us for this episode of the Born to Design podcast, hands-on teaching for the next generation of engineers. Today, I'm talking with Melissa Ahmed and Greg Beto, two bright design engineers who happen to also be SolidWorks champions. They share a passion for STEM and spend half their time promoting it to schools in the UK by teaching it through hands-on learning opportunities with STEM activity days. Listen as we discuss the future of design and engineering and how to grow interest in STEM for our young students. Let's jump right into the interview now. Techwoman is a, it's an engineering consultancy company. We specialize in design engineering. We're both design engineers, obviously. We're both part of the SolidWorks Champions program. So yeah, that's our background and what we specialize in as a company. And then within that, we both specialize in security design. So this is security products, um, in particular, physical security products. So when we say physical security products, it's things such as doors, um, buildings, cages, access covers, anything really that protects assets. Um, this is normally for critical infrastructure. So when we say critical infrastructure, it's things like the water supply, the power supply, gas supply, electricity supply, everything like that, um, just in modern day life, really. Yeah, so um, through the company, we're, we're helping companies looking to manufacture certified products in this field, really. So these products get tested by third-party companies to ensure that they meet set standards. So they get a time limit and they get a set of tools and it's physical attack tests. So um, what that means is that they will come to you and test your product physically. So they have tools such as crowbars. Yeah, sledgehammers, drills, circular saws. Just anything like they can get their hands on really and then they have a time limit tools um, are categorized by the, the level of security so obviously if you go for like a lower level of security you get just like screwdrivers like sticky tape just really low level things but then if you go for like a high level of security you get like the big massive circular saws gas cutting equipment so yeah it's really it's quite cool stuff and it's it's really good to like witness the testing as yeah. well and it, we can try and explain it but until you've actually seen it in person <laughs> And seen it live it's really it's really good it sounds like fun that's yeah it must, yeah. <laughs> must be a lot of fun for the actual testers doing it like yeah. every time i watch it, i always think oh that'd be a really cool job just oh, to yeah just do that for a living Te tearing stuff apart is uh is a fun thing to do so well excellent i, I want to get into where you started with that but i'd also like to talk about what you're doing for stem and for children yeah. and and to learn that as well then we'll go back into how you got started in the security business so so yeah so Tell us about your side project, I guess you call it. So. <laughs> yeah, so Tech Women's mission is to empower more women to go into the STEM industries and also to promote STEM careers to the next generation. 
So the way we do that is through STEM activity days, particularly in primary schools in the UK. We've delivered to over 1,300 pupils so far. And we have a pool of our own STEM ambassadors. So we've got about 55 at the moment who we take on to deliver the STEM activity days with us. And I'm really pleased to say that more than 70% of them are female. Um, we've got a very good, diverse pool of ambassadors. So they're ranging from, let's say, 18 all the way up to 65. And they're from all around the UK, different locations, different backgrounds, different points of their careers as well. Well, that's great. Tell us how what those STEM activity days look like. I mean, what what are you teaching the children? What's the what's the main focus and objective for that? Yeah, so the, the main focus of the STEM activity days is really to give pupils a, a snapshot into different STEM careers, but also try and break the stereotype within engineering as well. So um, we showcase different careers. We undergo different practical activities to let them understand what actually engineering is, what design is, what science is, what technology is. They all work in groups. It's very good to improve their teamwork and the communication skills. And obviously there's a winner at the end of the day as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, try, try and make it really fun for the kids so they don't like realise that they're actually learning. They just think they're playing and building things and making things. But behind it, there's also like the science concepts that they mm -hmm. have to learn as well. So they make like a wand, so it lights up, so they learn about like electricity and circuits. And they make a car with a balloon, so when the balloon deflates, like the the power of the air coming out of the balloon pushes the car forward. Um, so then we teach them about like friction, so the friction of the wheels when it's going on the ground. And if you put it on like the top of the table or on the carpet, either the friction differs and it might go faster on top of the table. So it's, an, it's a nice way of teaching the children. Uh, exactly. Yeah. They're experiencing science and STEM and engineering, right? Not just yeah, learning about it on a, on a blackboard, right? Yeah, they might hear about it in school, but they don't actually realize what it is. And I think I know that myself, like leaving school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. We hadn't really been taught about engineering. So maybe something like an activity day like we provide in school when I was younger would have been perfect, just so I knew what, what it actually was before I got to the end of school. And so I had a, a clear path of what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Mel, you were going to mention something. Yeah, so um, it, it's really nice to have actual role models in front of you when when we go into the activity days, the pupils can ask them questions. So we'll have engineers, we'll have people working at the NHS. We have a whole range of different careers that people represent. Um, so it's nice for the children to actually be able to speak to the pupils and find out more about what they're doing. And when we ask the children at the start of the day, oh, do you know what you want to do when you grow up? There are a few pupils that do do know they want to be like vets, but they don't know what they need to do. To So they, they need to obviously be good in science, maths. So when you tell them, you know, you need to um, work on these subjects so that you can learn this in the future, it kind of sets the pathway up for them. So how long have you been doing the STEM activity days and, and building this ambassadors for these type programs? So we've been doing it for just over 18 months now. Yeah, so we've we've really developed the program. Yeah, we've done it for 18 months. Um, obviously, the past year has been affected, obviously, with COVID. Stopped a few activity right. days that we had planned. So it's been affected the past year, but we have been doing it for 18 months. Um, 1,300 people so far, which is great. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm sure hopefully it'll pick back up in the fall 
Yeah, that's right. So we've got about five that we had to postpone. So we, we've got to do them at some point in the next few months when everything's back to normal. Well, hopefully, yeah. Well, I, I think that's such an important thing for children to learn because so many kids have a smartphone. They yeah. have no idea how it's made, right? They have no idea yeah. how it works. And so <clears throat> instilling engineering, design, and just innovation with the younger communities, something I think the two of you and, and I'm very passionate about. So I love hearing about that. So, so how did this all get started? What was, where did the idea come from? What made you two decide, okay, we're going to work with STEM and work with these children and along with doing our busy day job? So I think right from the start, it was always, well, my personal mission to still continue promoting STEM. It's something that's really important to me. And having your in company means that you can dedicate 50% of your time to doing the STEM work and the outreach work, but also still be in touch with the engineering side of things. So I have done a lot of it before the company was set up, but it was all voluntary. And, and I just thought, wow, this is something that is so important, going into schools and showing children even just what STEM means is a big thing. At the end of the day, when we go into the schools, they all can tell you what STEM stands for and identifying different traits that could be really good for people. So if, if they're very good at designing, then if they know early on, they can research that and find something that they like doing a lot sooner than they might would. Yeah, having the company, just it gives us that flexibility to when we want to spend time promoting STEM or if we've got a new campaign that we want to do or we want to get involved in, we can commit time to doing it. Whereas if you're in a full-time job, you have to do it in your own spare time. You can't really do it in work time. But the company also allows us to carry on doing the job we love doing, which is design engineering as well. Well, that, that That's great dedication because I think it's so important to still be in industry and keep your skills up and learning, right? That's right. You, yeah. you to do it full-time, but you guys have been so dedicated to spend 50% of your time teaching the future engineers and designers of this country. So that's that's outstanding. That's outstanding. Is there any any specific stories that you have from your STEM activity days that you want to share? Yeah, so um, it's always really fun going around and watching how the pupils react with the activities that we give them. And one that springs to mind straight away is a little boy. He was in year one, so that's that's about six, seven years old. Yeah. And we had an activity where he had to build a building out of materials such as like plasticine, that kind of stuff. Yeah, when we go into the school, sometimes the the teachers will say you need to keep an eye out for a couple of individuals, a couple of pupils. They might be troubled pupils, might be a bit naughty, might not listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, we tend to find that they're normally some of the better ones because focuses them a bit more when they're learning through actually making things rather than just having to sit there and listen it actually sticks in their brain a bit more yeah so this child he yeah like now said he's six or seven years old um had to build towers from straws and plasticine and he built one in about 15 minutes so much quicker than the rest of the class he had one up he had a, a little tower on the top with a, a flag that he designed as well and then, because um, his dad's the builder, and he was so proud of his his building, so we we appointed him the building expert, and he was going around to all the other groups and helping them build their towers so <laughs> really high. Well, it's it's so true. I think so many people in this industry. Uh, I've talked to so many customers, and when they were children, they learned by doing, right? They yeah. really learned by doing. They all loved Legos. 
I don't know if I could say Legos, but they all loved Legos and, and toys like that where they could build and have hands-on, which you can learn so much from. Yeah, I think, yeah, we both loved Lego. I certainly love Lego as well. <laughs> things like Connects. I don't know if that's um, a thing in the US, but in the UK, Connects right. is like the older version of Lego. So once you go from Lego, you go to that. I loved doing things like that. I loved helping my dad build things, build walls in the garden. Yeah, I was always very practical. I love Lego. I'm the type of person where I always, I'm very curious. I want to question how it works and I want to find out myself and like analyse that way. I'm always quite fascinated when we go into the schools. So we we have a STEM ambassador in every single classroom. So that's all the way from reception, which is four years old up to 11 years old. And I'm always quite fascinated at how engaging the younger children are as well. You think the younger children, obviously, we have to make the theory a lot more basic for them. But we do things like testing how boats sink and float. And they absolutely love it. And um, the feedback that we've got from teaching assistants and the teachers is that they don't normally have a chance to get the pupils to be able to observe as much as they do in the activity days so they can test things out and trial things out themselves and kind of test those theories whereas um, obviously there's a syllabus they sometimes don't have time to to go into that level of detail. I think that's great because we have SOLIDWORKS in colleges and high schools yeah. but when you're younger than that you you almost need to learn the practical skills first right? That's so it, you, yeah. CAD is I know we have some you know tools for that but I think you have to teach them the concepts of those younger ages and then when they get older that's when they can learn how to design and build using CAD and other things but those concepts are so important and they can learn them at very young ages yeah yeah like basic concepts like how things fit together and right. uh, like spatial awareness as well and how big things are and like circles fit inside circles and squares fit inside squares mm-hmm. things exactly. like that it's exactly you learn and you you're very young and it does help when you're older as well when you're using things like 2D CAD and then especially a 3D CAD such as SOLIDWORKS definitely helps. Oh, I found this fact as well. Yes, yes, good. Um, So it says that scientists have recently determined that it takes approximately 400 repetitions to create a new synapse in the brain unless it's done with play. So if it's done with play, then it takes about 10 to 20 that's interesting i love that quote it's just it it shows you how how much of an impact it makes when you actually do something yourself especially when you're a child to go all the way from 400 to 10 to 20 is is a massive figure really it is it is so just a more generic question where does inspiration come from for you guys what inspires you to to become better designers or work so hard with these children I think throughout my career, I've been very lucky and I've had lots of different opportunities to be able to even find design engineering so early on because I had lots of different work experience placements before I even got chose engineering. Um, and then I explored engineering and I did placements. I did an industrial placement and I found design engineering that way. And then I learned how to use SOLIDWORKS and then I haven't really looked back. I've always considered myself to be very lucky. I've got good support behind me. And I just felt really inspired going through that pathway, really. And unfortunately, there may be some people out there who don't have the support and the experiences that, that maybe I've had. That really inspires me to, to go out and help everyone, um, whether you're a female or a male, 
to get the experience, get the research that you need to do to find something that you really enjoy doing. Because once you do something that you enjoy doing, it, it isn't just a job, it's something that you're really passionate about. A uh, great yeah. answer. I love that. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, for me, like, I always think back to, to when I was in school when I was younger. So when we're doing these activity days, how much the kids enjoy it, I just think back to how much I would have liked something like that when I was younger. So I think about the younger me and struggling to make choices in my with what subjects I wanted to do in school, what I wanted to do at university, what job I wanted to do. So there might be someone out there the next generation very similar to me and they might might not find out about design engineering but it might be the job that they should be doing they've got all the skills for it so these activity days give them the chance to do that and they give them the chance to learn what they're good at what they like doing so that's that's really what inspires me to keep doing it excellent these, these are great answers that's an, often a question i ask i say greg what would you tell 14 year old or 12 year old greg so i think you answered that question so <laughs> that way, you know what, what advice would you give for them so the other question I, sorry mel go ahead i was just going to say a thing that we like promoting as well is um between the three of us myself greg and melanie we all have different career pathways whereas i took the very traditional route i'd did my GCSEs, did my A-levels, and then went on to do my degree. Whereas Melanie was different. She was a mature student, so she came back to university when she was a lot older. And yeah, and then well. with me, I, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, so I didn't want to go off to university just for the sake of doing it. So I thought, I don't want to go and do it until I know what I want to do. And I wanted really to start working when I left school. So I found a job, uh, a draftsman's job in a company, a local company to me. So I applied for it. I didn't think I'd get the job, but they were looking to invest in like youth and the next generation, which was great for me. Um, and then I got a apprenticeship scheme. So that allowed me to work and study at the same time. So I got to work, I got to learn AutoCAD, I got to learn SolidWorks eventually, and then also got a degree in mechanical engineering as well. So it's, yeah, a bit different to what Mel and Melanie did, but it's very, it's very good for me. And I, I think that's the best best career path for me and the best way I could learn. Uh, I think that's great. I think people jump into college too often before they know what they want to yeah. do, right? It's a tough one. And it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody paying for one right now and another one coming up soon. Yeah. Um, that's great. This is excellent. I love what you guys are doing. I'm going to ask you another question that I, that I often ask, and it's, what do you think is the future of design? How is design changing? You're, you're, what, what do you see on the horizon that you think other designers should be paying attention to or any advice for other designers out there? Um, I think it's important to learn like, different software. I started with 2D CAD and then progressed to SolidWorks. I think the future is probably in more 3D design. I know 2D design is always going to be useful and it's always going to be used, but I think the future is more into 3D I know there's in the UK there's BIM, so building integrated management. So it's like a library of parts which people can pick from. So you just access them online, you can pick them and put them into your new building design, things like that. It's taking off over here. I think there's obviously like virtual reality things as well. So VR headsets, you can obviously start to see your designs in real life actually after you've made them as well. And I think nowadays with everyone working from home, you got to be able to collaborate on projects from wherever you are. So access online to different platforms so you can access the model. Everyone can work on it, comment on it at the same time. 
Excellent. That's the preferred answer, Greg, by the way. That's going to be the case now. And I think the pandemic and it's been horrible things have happened. Not very nice for everyone around the world, but some good things have come out of it. People have learned how to work from home. They've learned how to collaborate, use things like Zoom, Skype, things like that. Really flexible working, flexible working hours. We're looking more at people's mental health and well-being and how to really improve that for everyone, really. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know I grew up in the generation you had to be at work every day, nine to five hours. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm appreciating this. <laughs> so. Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, we, we've been working remotely from the start. We do have offices that we go into for meetings, but luckily the, the software that we use, we can be working remotely from wherever we need to be. Yeah, and that's one of the good things of yeah. having our own company working for ourselves. We've got the flexibility of when we can work, when we can start working, when we finish working, where we can work from. We don't have to go do nine to five, Monday to Friday. That's one of the good things as well. Yeah, Excellent. and we're trying to continually professionally develop ourselves as well. So we're looking to do our SolidWorks um, expert exam soon with doing lots of other stuff like we're doing a diploma in security management um i'm looking to get chartered so i've just applied to be a chartered engineer as well wow excellent that's great you guys are moving and shaking <laughs> doing a lot out there that's awesome so i know you're in the uk but give us a little plug about tech woman and the stem stuff and how others could get involved if somebody else is interested in being a bastard or school or teacher wants to get in touch with you. Give us a little plug for, for what you guys are doing and how to get in touch with you guys. Yeah, so um, we do have a mentoring scheme. So if there's anyone that wants to get some career advice or employability advice, want this, wants a CV checking, we, we do all of that voluntary. Yeah, and then we've also got the STEM activity days. So, so primary schools, but also secondary schools as well. So if people are interested, they just have to get in touch with us. They can check out our website. Or email us um, at hello at techwoman.co.uk is our email address if people want to get in touch. And then we're always looking for STEM ambassadors as well. We've got around 50 at the moment, but we're just trying to build on it. We need as many as we as we can, really. So if people want to be a STEM ambassador, they can get in touch as well. Um, so our STEM activity days are currently in the UK, but we are looking to branch out to other countries as well. That's awesome. You guys are really doing some great work here and your SOLIDWORKS champions you somehow find time for that that's excellent we, we appreciate that thanks for listening today and if you're looking for software to get children started in design check out SOLIDWORKS apps for kids to learn more go to swapsforkids.com that's swappsforkids.com we also offer many great resources for education check it out at SOLIDWORKS.com education I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave us a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people, helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.